everyone. Thanks for listening to Totally Off Topic. Katie here. On behalf of all the Tot Gals, thanks for your support. To win some swag, learn some more about the show, and interact with us, follow Broken Drift Productions on Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe to the podcast. Now get ready for this awesome episode. everybody welcome to totally off topic the show where four gal pals get together we try to stay on topic we get off topic and we end up having more fun i will be your host for today's episode i'm carrie gallagher but i have to say folks we have a very special treat we have a special lineup of episodes that we're going to be releasing via our vlog and our podcast that are all things Bachelorette. Claire's season blew up the Bachelorette universe, and I'm here with my top gal pals to talk about it. So make sure you subscribe now because every Friday we're going to be launching a brand new episode to talk about it it's going to be nuts. So let's meet the rest of the girls. It's all your favorite usuals. With me, as always, is LA-based comedian and co-host of Mostly True Opinions podcast, Katie Kay. Hi! We've got Mary Upchurch, one of the best Phoenix-based comedians and host of Wings with Friends podcast, Mary Upchurch. And of course our fearless leader here at Broken Drift Productions, the creative director at BDP, Hillary Hudson. Hi. Ladies, we are filming this on Sunday morning. We've just taken in three full episodes of all of this bonkerness before we dive in and dissect everything. I need to know where everyone kind of stood on Bachelorette world stuff before we dive in? Like where were you a fan? Do you have any strong opinions? Katie Kay, where are you at before this season? I'm a loyal watcher of all trash TV and I've seen every season of Bachelor at Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelor Winter Games. So I'm very familiar with Claire and I've seen all of her seasons help me. It is a reflection of my mental health and I'm not proud. Love it. Mary Upchurch, what's your take on Bachelorette? I don't like it. I don't want it. And I can't believe you forced this on me. I did. Um, but I will tell you, just I knew I would get into it. And I just want to let you three ladies know that I'm here for you. And I'm here for the right reasons. And I put on my best Bachelorette outfit today. If you can tell, I'm in my only cocktail dress or grieving widow attire. Um, and I'm all about it now, okay? I'm, I'm all about it and I hate it at the same time and I hate myself, so. Perfect. I'm sure there's lots of tot gals and other fans that are listening that are gonna be able to relate to Katie and Mary already. Hillary, what's your take and opinion on Bachelorette stuff? Um, so I watched The Bachelor when it first came out, like the first few seasons, I got into it and then I stopped watching. And then a guy that I was friends with in high school um, was on The Bachelorette. And so I watched that season. Um, this was like a while ago now. What and season then, was that? I don't know. What's Katie, what season was Ari on? I don't know the numbers, but it was our, yeah. <laughs> Early on. Do you remember who his girl, who the girl was that he dated though? The Emily Maynard. Yeah. So he was on Emily Maynard season and he was runner up. And then, um, and then he had his own season. He was the bachelor, but they like waited a while. Like he was supposed to be the bachelor, but then he wasn't. And he, he was gray haired. They had, it's so sexy. Sorry, Ari, if you're listening. Okay, anyway, uh, so he's not listening. Uh, <laughs> so uh, when then they brought him back to be The Bachelor, and so I watched that. And then um, Jack's sister is actually friends with some of the um, former cast from like The Bachelor and The Bachelor, and I brought them out to be like judges on 
comedy events and stuff. So I have like a fringe interest in The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but without actually watching the seasons. So that's my bachelorness. <laughs> I love it. Katie, I can relate to you. I love all trash TV. This is the one trash franchise that I never got into. I just never got into it. There's but still I, time, Carrie. There's time. And now I can tell you, I am in it to win <laughs> it. Oh, I, I am loving this. Now, here's the thing. So, Katie, I... I only got to know Claire in the intro of season of episode one, when they're like kind of talking about her experience on bachelor and paradise and all of that from you, from a fan perspective, how did you see her as a participant and contestant before she became the bachelorette? Like, is she crazy or cool? So, um, she's definitely kind of always portrayed herself as like a little unhinged. Um, so on every season she ends up, finding someone falling in love in two days and then she leaves by either choice or getting dumped. She made it to the end of Juan Pablo's season as the runner-up, which they did show in the intro of this season. Sorry, I don't know what's happening there. Okay, here we are. Um, and uh, so she, that was her like foray into this. And mm -hmm. then on Paradise, she kind of removed herself cause she didn't find love. And then this is what I thought they left out on bachelor winter games, which was her last thing that she did. So she was on paradise. She was on other seasons and her last thing was bachelor winter games. And she got engaged. She was engaged and they didn't say that to Ben Swaw. And if you check his Instagram, he did shoot a scene for this season of the bachelorette where he comes in like wishes her luck. And they, cause they broke up, she ended the engagement. And so that was a whole thing. Like Claire finally got engaged to someone on Bachelor Winter Games like two years ago. So they didn't, they left that out. Katie Kay, thank you for spilling the tea and serving us all of those receipts because I genuinely went into this without going down a Reddit rabbit hole. I went into this meeting Claire in the first episode for the first time ever. And what's weird is as we're watching the first episode, we're seeing Claire get the call from Chris Fuckface. I don't even know, what's his last name? Chris Evans. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison whatever. I was so gonna Chris say Chris calls Harrison. her, whatever. So Chris, Chris, another generic white guy named Chris calls and is like, hey, we're so excited for you to be the bachelorette. And then we kind of see her and all of the guys preparing for the COVID test. And while they're running that backstory, that's yeah. when me as a first time viewer meets Claire. And I see her have that moment with Juan Pablo. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I kind of I like her. I also like that she stood up for herself and she was like, F you for leaving me on. And I didn't yeah. like her dress, but I liked, I liked her energy. I liked that she stood her ground. I also like that, you know, they're plugging her as like the oldest bachelorette at 39. You can see from all of the other episodes they use to like reintroduce her from bachelor to bachelor in paradise that she's had some work done and it's okay. Like I get it. I like the new thing. Looks pretty good. It looks good. I'm, I'm here for it. So for all of you girls, my first impression of Claire is I kind of like Claire. She seems like a cool girl yeah. who has her shit together. Hillary, what were your first impressions of Claire? No, oh, she seems so old. <laughs> Listen, I'm 39. I get it. I'm 39 also. I also understand that it's like real difficult to date at 39. But like, she just seems so fucking old and so boring. I literally tapped out halfway through the first episode, took a little cat nap. I was like, I can't with this girl, seriously. She is my least favorite bachelorette of all the things I've ever watched. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so, okay, sorry. Yep, nope, I'm out on Claire. Mary, what do you think? Um, Claire, no. Yeah. I, by 
By the way, I'm three years older than Claire, the oldest bachelorette. So these things are hitting me a little different um, when they're like, you're old. Um, but I didn't hate her, but I could I could sense the crazy. I could sense like the, it's in it, it was in the like, the way, you know, some expressions she had where she's just like, will you accept, the, will you accept this rose please? And anyway, but she, she, something is off about her and you kind of knew something is is not gonna go well with this you could just tell and that's sad but it seemed like they were feeding them lines the whole time when they kept saying oh, yeah. like, the oldest bachelorette ever ugh, ugh. i do think the producers are overplaying the age card but katie you you brought up some of her previous experience on all of those other shows where she like gets up abruptly and kind of leaves. And that's obviously foreshadowing. Like we're three episodes in, so we all kind of know what happens. Um, but did you think she came off differently in that first half of the first episode compared to some other, um, some of her other experiences on the shows? Yeah. I mean, she seemed they set it up as though like she's matured now she knows what she wants which has been the issue before is like she picks too quickly and it's the wrong choice and it seems like history is repeating itself a little bit with her and I just wonder like girl get it together like she just needs to do her work on herself and I you would just think that's the only part of the age thing that I think should have been brought up of like now I really know what I want and like know what's good for me. And now here we are. I mean, new face, new attitude. So we are gonna dive in. We're gonna quickly summarize all three episodes and then we are pulling it apart because we already know that at the end of episode three, we have a brand new bachelorette. So let's give Claire a couple minutes of our time. I have notes. All right, so we get to meet Claire. We know that she was on Juan Pablo's season. We see everyone go through the traumatic COVID test, like they're getting like the, the swab up their nose. The guys are like tearing up. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, like get over yourselves. They all have very large biceps, which I appreciate. And then we finally get to the part where the entrances come into play. And we've got some bizarro entrances. There's one guy that jumps through a future husband thing. There's one guy who's wearing like a full on night costume that he probably stole from a museum. I don't freaking know. There's one guy who, oh, the dude who got down on one knee that gave her like the box with like the farting butt cheeks. Like, <laughs> that was oh. great. And then, <laughs> The one dude who I don't, I didn't even bother remembering their names, who like squeezed her hand so hard that it left impressions of her ring indentations on her fingers. Yeah. And then they do a quick cut to him. And he's like, yeah, you know, most of my friends say I'm like not really good at first impressions, but I think I like really fucking nailed that. So I'm excited. <laughs> so then about three quarters of the way through, we get our first glimpse and then the true interaction of Prince Dale and Claire. And after homeboy is like, you can have this tall glass of water. He picks her up, he exits stage right. And Claire says, oh my God, I think I just met my husband. I was like, whoa. So somehow Claire is able to get through the rest of the guys. Fun side note, one of the bachelors that are on this season is a spin instructor from Scottsdale. So Damar, he goes by Damar or whatever, but here in Scottsdale at Madison, we know him as DJ. So at first I was like, wow, this guy looks so much like DJ, our spin instructor. I've taken a bunch of classes. The whole time he was up there, I was just thinking one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, right, left, right, left. He's hot, he's amazing, he's funny. So I am team DJ, even though obviously we know Claire is, um, uh, team Prince Dale, right? When we get Blockhead comes out, this guy, he's got like a dog and he, whatever, they all look the same. But Blo Blockhead is like super into Claire. This is the guy that we, that we uh, find out later had been corresponding with her on Instagram. And yeah. Claire's like, oh my God, you like saved my life. Like? 
The, uh, yeah, Blockhead Blake. Yes, Blockhead I Blake. I like Blake. Blake's one of the only ones I like. No, he's too young and he's, I can't handle him. So anyway, they get through all of the entrances. Um, and then there's the first dramatic moment, right? We've got Station Wagon versus the second coming of Jesus. I don't remember Station Wagon's name. He's the West Virginia lawyer who's 27. Second coming of Jesus is like- And he got sent home. He should have stayed. I loved him. Yeah, I agree, Hillary. I wholeheartedly agree because second coming of Jesus, Yosef is just like, oh, oh. I'm so excited to meet you. I have a daughter. I'm like- you know, chill out, go hang out in the cross. I just don't have time for these like guys who are like, if you love your daughter so much, stay at home with your daughter. Why are you going on a reality show? So anyway, the first group date is love languages. And as we all expect, Dale is front and center. And the first love language is affirmations. So Claire goes up in this tower and all the guys go through and say affirmations. But I don't think they understand the definition of an affirmation. Right. Did anyone else pick up on that? Ben did a good job. Ben, he went first. I thought he did a pretty good job. I, I like, I don't think Ben's cute, but I like moderately like Ben. He's one of the only people that I actually like on the, on the moderately list. like. I'm not like pulling for him, but I would like for him to stay on the season longer because he's one of the people that I like actually like, but his face is kind of funny. Well, I just, I'm a rule, I'm a, a stickler for rules. So if it's affirmations, you're not saying why you're there. And the fact that like, you love your mom, I, I think you're supposed to say, you have a really good heart, Claire. I they think you're beautiful her. inside and out. So anyway, they go through all of that. They do a couple other games, whatever. Um, from that date, the first impression rose goes to, you guessed it, Prince Dale. Um, here's the thing. I can't remember at the end of, uh, yeah. So at the end they do the rose ceremony and after all the drama goes down with, um, we have the first drama with the second coming of Jesus and station wagon and station wagon is from Morgantown, West Virginia, which probably has like seven people in it. And station wagon is like, yo, I need to tell Claire that second coming of Jesus is totally having like a full-on DM relationship with a girl that I know through another girl in my hometown. And like, she needs to know that second coming of Jesus is not here for the right reasons. And he was most likely like banging a chick before like we started the show. Like, is he really here for Claire? Hold on. They were, all, they were all banging chicks before just because he got caught and he was got caught sliding to somebody's DMs. Like I'm telling you, ugh. This show's ruined for me as a producer. These guys, oh, they're here for Claire. Shut the fuck up. You're there to be on The Bachelor and get known, and hopefully you'll get to be the next Bachelor or you'll stay along long enough so you can get sponsorship deals, so that you can be on other reality shows, that you can use it on your resume. Like, ugh, just stop. Ugh. I he love called him, He that. called Station Wagon and... Um, your, I'm trying to get your, um, your nicknames, second coming called station wagon, mini McConaughey. And I thought that was really clever and really funny, but you're totally right, Hillary. And I think, and I need to stop doing this, that the producers are feeding this gossip into them because it, it was very ambiguous. Like you don't know anybody that they know. Shut up. And I totally agree, Hillary. I'm jumping up on that soapbox with you. All of these dudes were putting their D's in other gals' V's before they got on this show. I mean, come on. Have you seen their six packs? They're not just staying at home. They're probably still with Claire. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I think Station Wagon just misplayed misplayed his hand and thought Claire would receive it as, oh my gosh, you are so kind. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. But he ended up at the end of the at the end of the night during the rose ceremony. Station wagon didn't even get a rose, and second coming did. He should have saved it for like episode two or three. He should have yeah. saved it till she, like, if you have juicy information like that, you wait until the person like knows you and likes you and trusts you, and then yeah. you're like, here's the thing, people who are watching, I'm sorry if I'm gonna ruin this for you, but it's a fucking game. I cannot name one comic that we know that wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'll do The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. It's TV time, people will do it, they don't care. I mean, and and that is like the thing, I'm sorry, I'm gonna 
blow up your path, Carrie, but this is one thing that's been driving me crazy. As a producer, a producer who produces events and shows and whatever, you cannot tell me that there is not at least one person on that production team that did not know she was going to go home early and that did oh, not yeah. know that she was going to back out and that they, they had to have already had somebody waiting. They had to have a backup plan in case some of these guys come. They have a whole other house of people where if these guys, I mean, think about it. These guys tested negative. What if they hadn't? There are other guys on the property that probably tested positive and are just waiting in case they get to like come and fill in a spot. And the same thing with this girl, they had to have called her in right away because they couldn't have brought her in the right away. Being a backup juror. Yeah, she had already had to quarantine. Like these are understudies to a role in a TV show. (laughs) Yeah. And they knew, I just don't believe for one second that no one on the production team had an inkling, especially, I didn't even know Claire's history, but after Katie like gave us all the history, they had to have known that she maybe would quit partially partially for the process. I would take it a step further and say that they planned it. Yeah. What a great season, you know, it's a pandemic season. You know, what can we do different? Like two bachelorettes. It's never happened on The Bachelorette before. Sorry, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, here's the thing. It's all valid points. And you know that a good bit of this show is contrived, not to mention all of these contestants, let's call them what they are. They're contestants, are locked into a room or locked into a house. They're kind of fed alcohol. They're deprived of sleep. They film from like midnight to 6 a.m. usually, unless they have a day date. Um, but the end, the end of episode one, I was, I was shocked that she didn't send station wagon and second coming home. Cause as the oldest bachelorette, you would just assume she doesn't have time for any of that drama. Yeah. But she, she left second coming around for the second episode and the second episode starts and there's an opportunity for a one-on-one date and the emotional one gets it. That's Jason, the ex-football player who says he's not fucking emotional, but then we say he's emotional. So the emotional one gets the one-on-one date. And, but before he gets to enjoy that with Claire, um, oh no, they do. Okay. So they do the most like Palm Springs thing either. So the emotional one and Claire go to a bonfire. They write down some things that have held them back. Some things that people have said to them. And then they burn it. And then I no. think he cries. I think that spread would have been done better by Pashnash Picnics. Like you can have your own bachelorette spread. Cause I saw their little tables and I was like, oh, Pashnash has nice tables too. Is that the nice guy? I can't remember. There's one guy who's like super happy go lucky and like in a good mood all the time. That wasn't him. No. That's the one she sent home. Yeah. Like from Utah. We'll get to that. Yeah. No, she didn't home. send him home yet. The okay, guy, then I we'll love. talk about it. Do you remember what he looks like? What's his name? He's like tall and lanky and he's like, oh, he has a smile and he's in- Oh, that's Chasen, but I just call him Chappie because Chasen's not a fucking name. I like him. <laughs> I mean, I like his right? positive energy. <laughs> I wish his name was Mark or Doug, but that's okay. I just so, want to know where some of these guys' handlers are because I mean, like, are they not paying attention to some of the bullshit these guys are saying in episode one or two? Like, where is your producer? Well, I will say I am going to give these guys some credit because yes, their handlers probably should be more hands-on, but these men are serving up a lot of ankle and I am here for it. I love their fashion choices. Like the crop pants, I like it. I'm not mad. That's quite the style right now. I'm, I, I like it. I think it's cute. And quick side note, I'm, I am enjoying Claire's outfits. I could tell from like some of the bags she unzipped, she does do Rent the Runway. And why not? Like rent yourself some pretty pieces. You're 39. Like, okay. I liked the red suit. Oh, easy? easy on the eyes? Yeah, that was, I like that. I was like, ooh, okay. Way to like stand out, make a statement without having to like wear a night costume. No, I loved easy on the eyes. So we get through the one-on-one date, like barely. The emotional one is like talking about how it's like, his parents have been for thir- together for 35 years, but should they have been? I'm like, oh, boo fucking Also, P.S. dude, they're watching. Neat. 
Like, I was just thinking, I was just like, your parents are for sure watching this, my dude. And you're like, a th- you're trashing their marriage and they're still together. Like, <laughs> they're probably like, what the fuck, the emotional one? Like, God, get some tissues, cry it out. Like, we stay together for you and your brother. Right. Okay. And now they're for sure estranged because they're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, all right. So, you know, they get through that 101 date, um, burn some rocks. They do like that lame screaming scene, whatever, just being very Coachella about it. Then we get to the group date, which I, I thought this was really fun. So the group date, she picks probably about half the guys. Prince Dale is actually not included in the group date, which I was shocked about. So I thought it was fair that Claire was trying to not give all the attention to Dale up front. So they do the group date, which is strip dodgeball. And these guys were such good sports. They had no problem bearing their thighs and getting pelted in the legs with dodgeballs. I loved it. They had to use, probably for the first time, a lot of uh, censoring on the male uh, body parts, you know, where the bathing suit covers up. So good for you, Bachelorette, for just letting some male Ds hang out. I liked it. I liked it. So after the, after the group date, the blue team loses and the blue team included Blockhead and Blockhead was fucked up about losing because he thought he had Claire's ear and he's all like sour puss and back to the room. And then the group date um, ended up being the rest of the winners on the red team. So they were able to kind of like have some fun. They share some champagne. And finally, Claire is starting to have some one-on-ones with the winning team members, which is what they want. Like they want time with her. She's old AF. She's going to die in a year. Like we don't know. (laughs) So she, well, hey, the producers are the ones like really moving with that. So she, so Claire is having, Claire Bear is having some time with one of the dudes. I can't even remember his name. It doesn't matter. But then Blockhead comes in and he swoops in. Brandon, and he's just, wasn't it Brandon? He got like, home later. Oh my, it was Brandon, um, but it doesn't matter because Blockhead comes in and he is just sour pussing all over the place. And Claire throws him a bone and is like, listen, you need to like chill out. Like, I actually like you. So just don't even try not to stress. Blockhead goes in for the kiss. And then Claire blocked Blockhead's kiss. And I liked it. She stood her ground. She was like, no, dude, like play by the rules. Like red team one, go fucking cry somewhere else. So I like that. Then one of the winners on the red team is like, okay, get out of here, Blockhead. Pat Burrell Jr. takes Claire aside and is like, oh, hey, Claire. Like, you know, I just think you're so pretty. And I, I also think like, you know, like you have like a really good heart and Claire, because she's old AF is not sidetracked by Pat Burrell's gorgeous, good looks, symmetrical face and perfect hairline. She's like, what do you mean Pat Burrell Jr.? Like, that's all you know about me that I'm like kind of nice and I've got my stuff together. Like, why are you really here? And Pat Burrell Jr. starts sweating. He's like, um, well, no, like, I think, you know, I think you're really, I think you're really great. And she's like, you already said that. Like, why are you really here? Short of the long of it, he, she sends him the fuck home. Pat Burrell packs his bags and pieces out. And that kind of sets the tone. Like, why did she attack him? I don't know. I'm just surprised. Nobody else would have been able to answer that either. Also, I feel like you're leaving out the first group date, which I just really want to like rewind and go back there had a fucking meltdown like a psychopath when she was like yes okay let's get the night started and then nobody everybody was like it didn't seem to me like they didn't want to hang out with her but it's like 10 guys in like, situation she like freaks out i would have tapped out right then i would have been like this girl is so much fucking high maintenance like she had an emotional breakdown because none of them talked first that they wanted and then they like all getting an argument over it. And Yosef is like, I'm gonna speak for everyone. And Riley's like, you're not speaking for me. And it's like this whole thing. I, at that moment, I was like, there's something wrong with this girl. She is like emotionally unstable. Cause she's like, you guys made me feel really bad about myself. Cause you didn't want to talk to me. They've quarantined for six fucking months to be with you. What do you mean they don't want to be here? I think that was like the producer going, you're just gonna let that go. 
nobody wanted to see you and like she was fine with it and then she went oh wait I can't be okay with this like it, it and I gotta stop looking at that way if I want to be entertained but I also like to dissect things <laughs> no that's but that awesome. she snapped multiple times like so it just is clear that like whether it's producers or her like no other person would really go that far with it I feel like she's like all of a sudden and it showed I'm sure you're getting to the the other one-on-one -on -one kiss moment but it's like any time that she feels insecure she like puts it on the other person so she was like oh they're not giving me enough attention they're all horrible people I'm here like, for my husband yes and Hillary I appreciate you bringing that up because that was the first time well, I think we kind of caught, so we already saw some inklings of second coming being like a little bit wackadoo and always pulling like the daughter card and just kind of speaking over people and just being a little bit rude and obnoxious. But yes, Yosef, the second coming of Jesus, like we're starting to see like a couple different shades of crazy from him. And that came out from that instance where Claire was like, why aren't you guys paying attention to me? Um, okay, so then... We get to the rose ceremony. And before we get to the rose ceremony, Claire gives Blockhead a rose so that he like doesn't fucking cut himself at night. And then <laughs> Hillary loves Blockhead. And then he's everybody else kind of gets- What? He's short and stocky. He's my type. He had beady eyes. He's a Blockhead. Oh no, that's, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Yosef, you're Blockhead, no. He looks oh, yeah. like he would let you be in charge. Perfect. Well, we know what Hillary's into. <laughs> um, okay, so we get to the rose ceremony. I think at this rose ceremony, um, there weren't any big shockers. Like nobody that we thought, like obviously Dale got, uh, Prince Dale gets a rose. A couple no names that I didn't even really care about go home, not a big deal. Like really like there's nothing else dramatic at that rose ceremony. Um, okay, so episode three kicks off with a bang because this is where we really start to see the second coming of Jesus lay down the line and his opinions on how ridiculous he thought the strip dodgeball game was. He pulled the dad card at least three times. He was like, I think it's disgusting. He said appalling. I don't uh, know. Ugh. 17 oh, times like we should have had a drinking game I would have like died of alcohol poisoning he is so high on a horse I can't even see him he's self-righteous it's such a bad look and all the guys are like dude like you know like if we didn't feel comfortable we wouldn't have done it it was all just in like good fun and you have to remember like Hillary brought it up these guys have been quarantined and kind of not around people they're just probably happy to be around dudes and like hang out and play and second coming of Jesus is like such a buzzkill. And he is so perturbed and bothered by this. He has to bring it to Claire. He wasn't even on the date. It's one thing if, yeah. if he felt pressured to strip and was like, that crosses a line. That's one thing. If someone's like, hey, take off your clothes. And you're like, no. But it's like, it wasn't even about you, my dude. You weren't on the date. He, he had to have had it planned in advance because yeah. here's the thing. None of those guys don't know. Nobody is like, oh, I don't know what happens on these shows. That's not a thing anymore. This is what season 400 of The Bachelor. Like, yeah. you know that there's going to be some sort of stripping or nudity. You know that the people are going to be hooking up. Like, you know what you're getting yourself into. I really feel like some of these guys are like, I'm going to be that guy that leaves. I'm going to be the good dad and I'm going to blame it on my daughter and blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like he like had a plan going in. Like as soon as something shady happens, I'm gonna yell at her for being the oldest bachelorette and not being mature. Like that, it's just, ugh. How did he not know that there was gonna be nudity? But also he got blown up very early. So I think he was like, I'm gonna cut and run and I'm gonna go on a blaze of glory. But I will say this, and I, I'm, I don't like him. I don't agree with him, but well, some of what he said I thought was not that bad or or no. I agree with some of what he said or it made me think because if you made women do that, we would be like, no way, that's degrading. So I think that point is interesting, but it's the package and his little beady eyes that I'm just like, you're a jerk. And I hated the make, he turned into mansplaining. And I'm so glad she cut him off and was like, and I wish she would have done it sooner. Like, I don't have to listen to this. 
get out of here. I agree. I agree. And it was funny because as second coming of Jesus was having his meltdown, some random hoe from Bachelorette season four comes on to try and give her guidance. And really the whole purpose of that scene was just to reinforce how obsessed Claire is with Dale. But as that's going on, the guys are just like, dude, second coming, shut up. Why don't you just like talk to her about it? And they do talk. And yes, Mary, all he did was mansplain and say how appalled he was. And side note, to Katie's point, Claire even said, that's why I didn't ask you to be on the date because I didn't think that would be appropriate yeah. for a father to strip down. And this is why, like, it's interesting that I got the background from Katie about Claire because I saw her stand her ground and Mary, yeah, she was just like, dude, get, get out, just leave. Like, you don't need yeah. to be here. And then he again showed another shade of crazy with him being like, oldest bachelorette in history. Like what man just continually, continually yells at a woman? What kind of, what kind of representation are you putting out there for your daughter? If you're constantly pulling the dad card. Yeah. Yes. He's like, oh, I don't want my daughter to see me participating in this thing where men are stripping down. Oh, but you don't mind her watching you yell at a, a grown woman from across the field and like degrading her because of her age and like whatever, like learn how to talk to women. Like beyond being naked, she probably would have been okay with it because you weren't on that except for then you were like went after her. Ugh. So bizarre. So after all of that, obviously Claire Bear is just a little emotionally spent. Shook um, But don't <laughs> worry. Don't worry. Prince Dale comes to her rescue. That was suspect. Like all of a sudden, oh, there's Dale. Right? Like Dale knew exactly where she was on that massive property. So I think, again, a producer was probably in his ear and was like, yo, something's going down. Yeah. go find Claire Bear. But the kiss on the forehead was so sweet and I I did melt with that. I have to say I'm I am feeling the the electricity and the energy between those two. I mean, is it contrived? Yes, but it's there and it's it's palpable. So I appreciate that as a viewer. Claire Bear is just spent after everything that goes down. So she decides to cancel the group date for that evening and instead just do another cocktail hour. Um, and Dale takes that opportunity to address the group. And he's just like, yo guys, like, let's just, let's, we're in this for Claire. Let's be fair with time. And let's just be, let's like honor code. Like he's laying down like bro code, which is weird. And so they all kind of get together for the cocktail date. And again, Dale is kind of like, guys, bring it in for a group hug. Also, Claire, let me just start. I just want five minutes. I just want five minutes. I just laid the ground rules for the bros. They're on board. So Prince Dale and Claire Bear go back to Claire's casita. And they're not hanging out in the butler's pantry or the family room. They're sitting hip to hip on her bed. And then they're like, they start making out oh, and I'm like kind of getting into it. But then Claire Bear ruins it by being like, oh my God, like, why are you so perfect? Why are you so perfect? And he's like, why are you so perfect? Meanwhile, all the dudes are back at the bonfire like, like um, it's been like 45 minutes. So easy on the eyes goes to Claire's casita and knocks on the door. And they're kind of funny about it. Uh, Prince Dale's like, oh God, should I hide in the closet? Obviously, easy on the eyes knows that stuff's going down. At this point, all of the dudes know that Claire is like borderline obsessed with Prince Dale. He's the front runner. Claire kind of muscles through, correct me if I'm wrong, muscles through the rest of like the one-on-ones for the for the cocktail hour, she's not really present. She's just kind of like giving everyone time because it's it's the right thing to do. She was perfect. They showed her saying to the producers, can wow. we speed this up? Like, can we get through the rest? Yeah. And I was just like, yikes. Okay, Claire. I think they really seem to be screwing with the guys and the time, like the canceling, the being super late. And then like, or at least that's what it looks like. Like only Dale's getting quality time. And I don't blame them. They're like, what am I doing here? 
Yeah, she cut their one-on-one time short the first night. She cut it short this the night this night that you're talking about too. <clears throat> I think she does it again too. Like I think she did it that night. Oh, she did it that night that the guy yelled at her. The guy, she's like, oh, I'm all done. I don't want to do this anymore. Like some of these guys haven't even had any time with her because she just keeps being a baby and bitching out. It's a little bit of a power trip, I think. Like, I think the power of being the bachelorette and having the whole thing be about her is kind of getting to her head a little bit of like, I'm canceling or like, I'm the bachelorette. I'll be late if I want to. And it's like, dude, okay, but everyone's an adult. Like, and you're wasting everyone's time. So. It's very interesting to see what everyone's been talking about over the last 16 seasons where, you know, the fuckery that's involved and how manipulative the producers are. It Like, as I'm watching it, you can kind of pick up on it. None of that stuff is a secret at this point. And I think it's, I think she's at this point, we know this is the last episode with Claire. We're on episode three. And she's trying, but it's like, oh, like you can just tell she wants to be with Dale. And she ends up giving the one-on-one date to, um, she ends up giving the one-on-one date to uh, Zach J, the cleaning service guy from Utah, like Mormon Zach. So Mormon Amazing body. Amazing body. Has an amazing body. That's all he's got going for him. He gets the one-on-one date. And now we start to see the emotional one. Um, Jason is starting to be like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Like, Dale's getting all this time. She's picking this. I'm I'm, I'm kind of a fan of the emotional one just because he's so batshit crazy and we haven't seen it all yet. <laughs> Do we um, think he killed someone? Like, what are his oh. demons? Yeah, it's probably nothing. You know what? They all are so vague. It's just, it's almost like the previews into the next after commercial where they're like, hot stuff's going down and it's like not really not yet and him saying that I'm like I bet you he like dropped out of one class once or something and his parents just stopped supporting him and that's why him and his brother are like they they're so vague it oh sorry it's an onion of crazy and we're literally just pulling back the first layer on the emotional one like I cannot wait to see the crazy he brings and Claire uh, takes uh, the cleaning service Mormon Zach on a pedicure date. And this was painful to watch. Like they're not even in like a real spa. It's like the, the foot, the foot bins that you can get or the foot tubs that you can get at Bed Bath and Beyond. Like it is, it is so forced. She puts some avocado on his face and then they go and they have like a little time at the pool and, you know, Mormon Zach takes off his shirt and I'm like, well, you shouldn't be hiding that with your Mormon underwear. Like that's, you need to show the world what you got, homeboy. And then the awkward kiss happens, right? The or awkward, lack thereof. I want to hear your take on the awkward kiss. Like what, like, how did you think it went down? Again, Claire overreacted. I don't feel like he did anything. Like she just like stopped mid kiss because he didn't like move quickly. First of all, He's Mormon, so he probably, it moves a little bit slower pace. Like the show's probably a little bit quicker, quick for him, but also like, gosh, she just freaked out again in a second. And then like, she's like, oh, he grabbed me. Listen, I've been grabbed by a guy before. He just was like, no, wait, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I can't, I'm having an emotional breakdown. I can't even meet him for dinner to tell him no. Like, oh my gosh, get over yourself. I heard about this scene before we were even doing this or before I even watched it and I saw it on TikTok and that got me really curious because I'm like, what is happening here? I think she was like, oh wait, I love Dale. And I think I think she was just done with other guys. She doesn't want him to see that or I think, or somebody on TikTok was like, she forgot it wasn't Dale. Yes. <laughs> she was just like, uh, uh. but I don't think it's fair for her to blame him and then turn to this victim of like, he, he did grab her kind of weird, but. He was so confused. Like it wasn't, I don't think that was fair. I don't think he was trying to be violent. I think he was just like, wait a minute, what happened? Like, she's right. He did definitely grab onto her, but like, it just didn't seem to be the thing that she like made it out to be. Also, yeah. If you have a trauma response, like don't like 
totally blow someone up on TV that did nothing to you, like, that's fine. Like, you can tell the camera, like, yeah, I think I might have overreacted a little, but, like, go handle your shit. Don't make Chris Harrison go tell him. I know. That's, I had a problem with that because I thought... You know, Claire's having her emotional meltdown um, in the pool house. And meanwhile, all the guys are starting to talk more about Dale. And they're like, there's, there's, they're trying to surmise that maybe there was some communication before those two um, and before they started filming and which is against the rules or whatever. But Claire having that weird meltdown, I thought it was weird that she didn't meet up because part of that one-on-one date, they had a dinner scheduled. And Mormon was just sitting there with his Coke in front of him because he's not drinking wine. So he can't even loosen up a little bit. Like it was a very stressful thing. And then Chris Farface has to come out and tell him that he gets to boo. I thought it was really unprofessional because Katie, you, you bring up a good point. Like, yes, that moment might've been triggering for Claire. And she sounds like she's gone through a lot of therapy to deal with some of the past trauma in her relationships but the way like that Mormon does not strike me as the kind of guy to put his hands on a woman so to kind of blow him up to Katie's point on TV like that that didn't seem right and I thought he deserved like an actual face-to-face hey man I'm letting you go I'm sorry yeah I don't know that's just my take on it um so yes weird Mormon gets the boot um And then we get to another group date. So the group date for this episode is a full on roast featuring Margaret Margaret Cho. Hell yeah, Margaret Cho. I was so excited for it. And again, I was a little bit shocked that Dale wasn't included in the group date. And then it's like, whoop, no, actually he is because he'll be in the audience. So half the guys are selected to work with Margaret Cho and essentially write up some one-liners, do their roast. And spoiler alert, like no one saw this coming. Everyone roasts the shit out of Dale because they're jealous of him. There's an obvious connection and he's low hanging fruit. Like I thought it was kind of funny to see those guys go after Dale. And Uh, their producers probably told them to. What else has been happening? He's been the only drama or something to write about. Um. Okay, so in so in her like confessional or whatever, I love that like as the guys are are shitting on Prince Dale, she's like, you can't hate on love. And I'm like, girlfriend, that's exactly the point of a rose. They are hating on Dale. And I thought that um, I thought that Harvard did a really good job. Who else? There was someone else that I thought did a good job. Who was the first one? Hillary, who's the wonky looking one that you like? Ben. Ben. Okay, so wonky looking Ben. I thought I thought his jokes were the best. Like from a I wonder if he's a comic on the low. Cause he said my set. My set. He, he did. did. I caught that in the in the in the end. He's like, yeah, but I had like 40 other three jokes in my set. Like he, I know. Um, he had the terminology. Here's the thing. We all know that they take comedians and they put comedians on reality TV shows and give them another profession because they're good with the camera. They're funny. They're, you know, they're good at all these things, but they then have them say like, oh yeah, I'm not a comic because that's like, you know, not good for the storyline or whatever. Like we've all even, I mean, not me, but like submitted saying like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, you know, that's what they want. So like when he said like, oh, my set, I'm like, oh, he's a comic. I thought he did the best. So I think that's a good prediction. And I think if we find him on IG, we're going to be able to see a lot of show flyers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So the cool thing about this group date is it continued. So the guys that weren't selected had to go back to their casitas or whatever. And then all of these guys got to have like kind of a cocktail hour or whatever with Claire. And that was when one of the guys, I can't remember who, ended up describing it perfectly, where like Claire had a full-on gossip girl moment with each one of them. She pulls aside Harvard first. And she's like, Harvard, why were you going in so much on Dale? And Harvard spills the fucking beans. And he's like, 
well, you know, um, Prince Dale was saying that he's the best suited for you. And I'm like, oh man, dude, like all she's gonna think about is Prince Dale while you're trying to have this one-on-one -on -one time. So Harvard, Harvard leave, leaves their little one-on-one -on -one time and she slowly goes through every single guy. And all she's trying to hear is like, so what else is Dale saying about me? <laughs> what what's dale's favorite quality of mine like what else is dale saying about like my look like what dale 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 and all the guys are like fuck this dude like we don't we're not here to talk to you about dale and give you like all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and what dale's saying about you uh, and i kind of like the guy stood up for themselves. She called him her fiance. What was that? My future fiance. She said that. She was like, I don't like, you can't do digs at my future fiance. I didn't hear future. She, I didn't hear future either. She just said fiance. And I was like, why are we even watching this show? These guys are wasting their time. The viewers are wasting their time. Like, do you think that she knew him before the show, like in when they were in quarantine in Palm Springs or anything? Maybe. I don't know. I was like, I, I can't wait to find out like if they leave together or what's happening. Yeah. I mean, we, we know need she, an expose. Yeah. Well, and that kind of wraps up that kind of gets us to the end of, of episode three, because she goes back to the guys in that group date and she has like another mini meltdown. And she's like, you know what? I don't like all of the conversations that we had. And so instead of anyone getting a rose from this group, I'm no one's getting a rose tonight and she's she like oh she gave it to herself she said thank you Claire for showing up and living your truth and then I was like oh girl negative points now like I was kind of with you and now I'm not she yeah. did like basically what she said at the beginning of the roast was like I hope there's some good digs like she got butt hurt about a roast which is, is like the dumbest thing that you can classic do. yeah and then we start, okay, so episode three wraps up. I don't even think there was a rose ceremony. I don't no. So episode three essentially leaves us as the viewer. It starts to show some future clips. We get some sneak peeks and the guys are like, why are we even here? Like if she's already picked her number one, why are we even here? We see clips of people zipping up luggage, people leaving, Claire's crying. And we're like, what is going on? Claire's just like, I don't want to do this. And then we hear Chris Fartface being like, well, it's official. You just blew up the bachelorette. And then we cut to a hot scene of what we now know is the new bachelorette coming out of the pool, full on red bikini style. What's that classic movie with? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High at Coachella at this random resort in Palm Springs. Taisha just comes out, water dripping down, girl is so hot, and then it cuts. Thank and, God. And that's, that's the summary of the first three episodes. The only thing we need to do is we just need to wrap up Claire's bit of this season, which I think will be the first half of episode four, and then it's a whole new ball game after that, because we don't know if Dale leaves, we don't know if some of the other guys walk off. We don't know if new guys come on. And I'm staying out of the blogs. Like, I'm not reading anything I want to watch as a true viewer without Facebook or social media coming at me. I just want to say, um, I really liked one contestant, Blake M. He was also from Scottsdale. He was like the um, barber. I think he is so cute. I was so into him. And he really, I'm surprised he didn't rise to the top because like he is hot. And I'm sure he's a nice person too. I don't know. Cause they wouldn't let him talk. I like that his occupation was male grooming specialist. <laughs> you're a barber, dude. You're a barber. You're a barber. You're a barber. Okay. So based on where we're at now, and we kind of don't really know too much. Um, Katie, any thoughts on this season compared to last? Did it live up to the hype? Are you kind of disappointed? Where are you at three episodes in? Yeah, I think I'm just sour taste in my mouth. Uh, thank goodness we're going to get someone with their head screwed on straight. Like Taisha was from Colton season originally, and I think she was runner up. Um, 
or third. She might've been third, I think. But she just was like, handled herself with poise the entire time. She was also on Bachelor in Paradise. Didn't like really have any strong connections there, but she also didn't make a fool of herself. Like she's just like a solid person. And I also think that the guys are trading up in this situation. And I wonder if Dale is gonna have buyer's remorse knowing that Tasha is the hot, hot replacement. Um, so I'm just excited for what's to come. Also, my favorite is Easy, and he just brings all the good vibes. And I could see Easy and Tasha being a hella power couple because they have similar energies. Uh, those are my predictions. I love it. Hillary, what are your thoughts three episodes in and future predictions? I don't know if I have any future predictions, but I honestly hope that some of the guys leave and they bring in some of these new guys that we know are like already quarantined on property because I think some of them are duds. And I think some of them are like specifically there for Claire. I think some of them won't be able to make the transition into like, oh, we were here for her, but now we have to be here for her. And they're going to have a hard time. Like this is a waste, you know, they're going to have some pity parties, whatever. I think episode four will be really good because it'll be a lot of drama i bet we don't meet the new bachelorette until late like probably i'm gonna say like the last 10 minutes of the episode it's probably like a lot of drama with claire a lot of whatever and then her like again just at the very end because like mary said earlier as a producer they're trying to tease you to get you to watch more so they're gonna like drag that out as long as they can um, I, I do hope we get some new boys. I hope we, I think that the dates are kind of lame, but that's because they're stuck at La Quinta. They like can't go do all of these things. So they basically have to fall in love like regular style. And I think that's why it's so easy to fall in love normally is because you're like in Paris or like even Ari, Ari's season. I think they went to the most countries of any season, like up to that point, they had like the most locations and they just traveled like so so much on his season and like of course it's so easy to fall in love on a tropical island it's so easy to fall in love in paris like these guys are trying to get this girl to fall in love with them in a la quinta in palm springs like that's more effort mary thoughts on the first three episodes and predictions yeah, I mean, I'm like uh, lost right now in the sense that it's like the restart button and I don't know what to expect. Lost the TV show, I'm not lost, but um, I feel like we've hit the reset button. So I'm curious and kind of open to what's coming next. Um, I really appreciate, but also I feel like it's contrived, that, but the fact that they didn't make us endure Claire and try to really like stretch it out and no, no, I'm not just here for Dale and go out on these other dates. Like it's kind of refreshing. They're like, no, we're going to, we're gonna cut, nip this in the bud and 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 move on, like cut our losses. And I can't imagine, I bet you this, from what I've seen, Claire must be so hard to work with. I bet you every production person like can't stand her because you can tell there's something just very off. And I would also like to give a plug. I think everybody should watch Unreal. It's on Lifetime or you can get it on Hulu. So much fun. Did you watch it? It is so juicy and it's like, it's kind of like a drama, drama about like behind the scenes of a show like this. And you're like, oh my gosh, they do a lot. Um, but I'm excited and I'm just, I'm also kind of like, I was so against this or watching this and I'm like, oh, I'm in it. And so we will see. Unreal is amazing. I love that show. I'm so sad they need to have another season. Well, I read that they were gonna have one and that one girl was gonna be the bachelorette, the, the star. Um, but I, I don't know what happened, but that was the next plan was, and I, I'm like, Oh, so messed up. You should watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's so good. It's basically like behind the scenes of a reality show and it's female led. So good. Yeah. That, so it's the show is on lifetime. And that was my kind of first and only exposure to bachelorette and bachelor. I'd never watched either of the series or franchises. Um, and it's such it's such a good show and the cast is really good. What's her face actually won an Emmy for it as lead actress. Um, that Constance Simmer? Yes, yes, she won a she won an Emmy for it. And 
it's interesting to watch it for the first time as a viewer. I think for me, like, I didn't realize, I did not realize I was going to get so like emotionally kind of involved and like feel the sparks between Claire Bear and Princedale and then the emotional roller coaster of like the whole show. So that was kind of weird for me. The prediction that I have, I'm kind of agreeing with Katie, but I'm going to take it one step further because I think Tasha and Prince Dale might have a connection and then they might they might bring back Claire. Oh my God. So I'm thinking like from like a reality standpoint, like if they're just going balls to the wall crazy, I think, I think Tasha might've been brought in strategically because like it's such a diverse cast and because like, because Dale really could feel maybe the same way in such like a restricted environment. I think that I think there's going to be some weird stuff happening. They're trying to kill Claire is what they're trying to do if that happens. They're I just mean, trying to make Claire's head explode. She's 39. She's got two years left anyway. So I think she's just going to die early. And this is just going to be that ramp to get her to like whatever. It Carrie, is. I'm three years older than she is. Come on. Also, I'm the same age as her. I know, but you guys, you have to realize the producers are the ones saying that 39 is like old AF and they're feeding that. So I'm just, I'm just aligning with everyone. I don't actually think she's old AF. I don't care. Um, she is old AF because of her personality. Yeah. Well, she's her just boring AF. Yes. Boring well, AF. Because you're 39 and you're not boring. You don't come off as old. Thank you. So she's boring. Um, you guys, this has been so much fun. Totally off topic is going to be having these weekly Bachelorette episodes from now until the end of the season. So subscribe, you're gonna get it on video and podcast. So follow Broken Drift Productions to make sure you get all the ins and outs. Before we wrap up, I do wanna hear everyone's favorite and least favorite bachelor or contestant, favorite and least favorite at this point. Katie Kay, I'm kicking it to you first. Favorite and least favorite. Yeah, on this season? Yes. My favorite is easy, good vibes all around. I just, every time he's like, I'm like, show more of him talking, you know? Uh, but he's like anti-drama, so I'm sure he's not getting a lot of screen time because he's just like a nice person. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was like, yeah, she was five hours late, but um, you know, we're gonna have a good night. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, he just seems fun to hang out with. Um, my least favorite, I, like kind of hope he gets hit by a bus was the second coming of Jesus. Uh, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Agree. Hillary Hudson, fave and least favorite. I still like Ben <clears throat> um, and I like Blake. I like Blockhead. Blockhead. Um, so I, he is growing on me, but I would say Bennett. I don't like Bennett that much. Harvard. He just seems like <laughs> when he's like, oh you have a lot of shoes and he's like well there's seven days in the week and I'm like oh my gosh you just like oh, yourself no. you like yourself so much like I feel like he wants to be the bachelor <laughs> yeah he doesn't actually like Claire but he like is there to be seen I don't know Bennett Ugh. Mary fave and least fave Oh gosh. Well, Blake Monar, who was already kicked off. So he was my favorite. I'm just going by like looks because these people haven't gotten any stage time. But I'm gonna say Joe, the anesthesiologist, like I feel like he is underrated. He should be getting more attention. And maybe these guys who haven't gotten any attention, maybe in the Tasha uh, realm, they will rise to the top and these Claire duds will kind of like float away. That's kind of my prediction. prediction. Hey. Um, I have a special place in my heart for anesthesiologists. I love Dr. I Sleepy, AKA, AKA Joe. I forgot what his real name is, but I like Dr. Dr. Sleepy too. That origami stuff he did, so cool. Also, marry a guy who has a good job. That might be a good, like, if you want to, not a personal male grooming specialist. I know Hillary Blockhead is a wildlife manager, which means he runs a pet store. Okay, my fave and least faves, I agree with Katie Kay. 
easy on the eyes. I love the way he dresses. I love his vibe. I love what he's doing. He's also a former athlete. He's a sports marketing agent. I don't know what that is, but his energy and how he speaks, he's just, he's a cool guy. Uh, least favorite, you guessed it, the emotional one. Jason, what? I, he's a crazy, he's lit, He's going to kill everybody. He's going to kill everybody. You know, I, I just, before we wrap up, we how did we go the entire episode without mentioning the boy band manager who like <laughs> truly looks like he's a boy band manager? He's older too. He's like 39, I think. He looks like he used to be in a boy band. <laughs> probably was. He probably was under the Lou Pearlman umbrella in Florida because that's where he's from. <laughs> I think the um, I think that's the 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 detriment Clara has brought to this is she is since she had tunnel vision, she's really like they've casted some of really great guys, and it's like she's wasted it in a way. So again, maybe he'll have luck with Tasha. I know. I agree. I think the new Bachelorette coming in is going to set a new tone. I think we're going to get some, I think we're going to get some more screen time for some more of the interesting candidates who have a little bit more substance. So I am in it. I love it. We're only three seasons or three episodes into this season. And I'm so excited for so much more. So make sure everybody, you guys subscribe now. Again, we're doing this on podcast too. So there's no excuse, Gina Lyons, my friend. You can now listen to this while you're breastfeeding or vacuuming. There's no excuse. You can watch us on YouTube and you can listen to it. All right, ladies and gents, that is our show. Say goodbye to the very hilarious Katie Kay. Bye. Mary Upchurch. Bye. Hillary Hudson. I've been Carrie Gallagher. Tune in next time. We can't wait to chat. Totally off topic. We out. Bye, guys. Hey there, Katie again. Thanks for listening. For exclusive content, head to Broken Drift Patreon. And before the outro music plays, subscribe to the Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel to watch episodes or subscribe to our podcast channel. All links are in the episode bio. Bye. Bye.